Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning. And it's been a long time and I'm really delighted to welcome back on the program, Andrew Dambina. Anders, it's good to speak to you. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you, Noreen. Good to speak to you too. How I, are you? Yes, I'm very good. Came back from, from, from a holiday in Australia, a down under. I didn't really get a chance to talk about it on the program much. But um, it's, not just only, ah. uh, it's not just only I've been away, you've been away too. Well, I have. Uh, mine was to Vietnam and I just came back late last night and I can still almost taste all the beautiful food and drink that was there. Uh, it's uh, very, yeah, it's very different to what we might see in Hong Kong Vietnamese restaurants. There's some, some of the dishes are, are the same, but uh, I think when you get a, it's like I remember when my, my wife, who's Chinese, went to the UK and went to what was calling itself a Cantonese restaurant, and, uh, and it served lots of dishes that she was unfamiliar with, most of them crispy. So you can... <laughs> think, think, yeah, I was going to say you sent over some really good pictures um, on Facebook, so I, I well, posted them on the Facebook page. Oh, sorry, via WhatsApp. So I, I posted it on the Facebook page. I hope that's okay. And of I, I'd love for our listeners to head over there because they are just so colourful and f- flavoursome. You can see the sort of uh, sprinkles of, of fried garlic uh, um, and, and mm. spring onion. Anyway, I'll, I'll leave the expert to to explain a little bit. So, um, what well, sorts of food did you get to try this time round? Yeah, I mean, one thing that is is really for certain is that um, across Vietnam, and we were, we were based, I was based in Hanoi, and I went to a couple of other places that were a few hundred kilometres around there. So that's northern Vietnam. There is some difference between northern and southern dishes, but the staple dishes, which we anyone who's been to a Vietnamese restaurant will know, is noodle soup. But noodles, rice noodles specifically, the thin rice noodles, mycin in, uh, uh, you know, that you get in, uh, in, in, in Chinese soup sometimes, that is the staple over there. And noodles are far more enjoyed and far more abundant on menu choices than rice is. Although, as soon as you get out of Hanoi, because that's uh, the capital and it's quite a big city, 10 million people, um, same sort of population as uh, Ho Chi Minh, which is in the south, the other second big city, um, equal in population, but, uh, but, the, but Hanoi has more influence, more fusion, a little bit more, of the French and Vietnamese cuisine that comes together. I'll, I'll, I'll come on to that, but I just want to stick with the noodles for a moment. As soon as you get out of, of Hanoi, it's rice fields everywhere. But that rice is pummeled into flour to make it into rice noodles. It's not eaten very often as steamed rice. It's on the menu, but it's uh, but it's you hardly ever see people eating it, and you don't see too many fried rice dishes either. They're there, but they're just less popular with the palate of local people. Mm. So, um, so therefore, we had to try a lot of wanted to try a lot of different types of noodles, and one dish that was born in Hanoi and is not really seen in many other places um, around the country is called um, uh, bun cha. And uh, bun means noodles and cha is uh, a reference to uh, to pork. And it is, I I sometimes wonder, and I was talking to Vietnamese people, uh, whether there is a hybrid between Chinese and Vietnamese in terms of language, because char, which, you know, we might think of char siu, for example, barbecued pork, um, is, um, is the type of dish that is eaten with the cold noodles. So bun char 
is cold rice noodles that are left to cool down and then put into room temperature um, uh, fish sauce and a kind of a cold soup. You can call it a, uh, they call it a soup, but it's more of a dipping sauce. But sometimes your bunch of noodles will be served in a bowl that is the size of a soup bowl, just soaked in... In dipping uh, sauce, bowl. like a yeah, sweet... Yeah, um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a bit sweet. It's got fish sauce in it. Um, there is a little bit of sweet chilli uh, in there. There's a bit of sugar. It's acidy. And what it does is cuts through the fat of the pork, which is either grilled and served hot. Sometimes it's left to cool down. So sometimes you get a piece of grilled, typically it's pork. Occasionally other, other meats are used as well, like chicken is another popular one. But, uh, or it's served like in slices, thinner slices than we would have char siu in Hong Kong uh, that, are, that are served on top of the noodles like that. And, you, and then there are lots of condiments that are served with almost every uh, Vietnamese dish in, in restaurants. So there's chilies, there are limes. Uh, and there is an abundance of beautifully fragrant herbs, which anyone who's been to a Vietnamese restaurant in Hong Kong will have probably experienced, where you get all the basil, the peppermint, coriander, and lots of greenery next to um, your either uh, hot noodles, cold noodles, or rice dishes. So the 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 bun, the bun char is is a staple, which I had to try, and that was good. That went down that that went down a treat. My version had the sauce, the dipping sauce, as a dip on the side, which frankly I preferred because it's quite a otherwise it takes over the taste of everything. Uh, but, sorry, um, and it's just a very quick uh, announcement from yeah. the traffic department. Uh, all lanes of the slip road leading from the Western Harbour crossing to Connaught Road West Central Bound, uh, which was closed due to traffic accident, uh, has now reopened to all traffic. Uh, but the traffic queues uh, will take some time to disperse. So, uh, citizens, uh, please note that KMB services have been affected, and uh, heading and those who are heading to Central, please consider using other public transport services such as uh, MTR such as the MTR. Right. Um, so speaking of yeah. uh, Vietnamese food, apart from uh, the, the rice noodles, uh, mm. there's also the really nice uh, sandwich that I really, really like yeah. uh, as well. Did you manage yeah. to try any of those? Certainly did. Had a couple of those, Noreen. You betcha. Um, <laughs> and this is going back to what I just briefly touched on earlier, that there's an influence from the time that the French were in Vietnam, you know, Vietnam was a French colony. France had um, some stakes in different parts of Asia as a colonial uh, power. And so in in Vietnam, that lasted from 1877 until 1954. 77 years, a lot less, let's say, than the British uh, colonization of Hong Kong, which was double that approximately, 150 years. Yet, the remnants, I would say, of French cuisine is far is, is far wider than we have here in Hong Kong, and the uh, the the banh mi, which is yeah, the, that's right, banh uh, mi, the yeah, yeah, baguette bread yeah. with the sandwiches inside. Mm, exactly, banh mi really literally means baguette in, in in Vietnamese, but it's used as a as a as a term in restaurants and on menus to mean a filled um, small version, like a kind of sub. Size um, uh, a sandwich, mm. so probably let's say a third of a normal long baguette. They're nowhere near as, as chewy. They're much much lighter, but they still 
tastes like a very delicious... That, actually, their lightness and airiness, in, uh, instead of the chewiness, that's one of the characteristics of, yes. a, of a true French baguette, makes them lighter, easier to digest in the usually hot weather in Vietnam. Um, but they've also got the inclusion, the fillings have some staples in there. Not every time, if you ask for it without this. But one of the, the prime ingredients is pâté, which comes from France. I mean, originally, that's where the idea came from. It wasn't a Vietnamese thing. So duck liver or chicken liver pâté is used as a, um, as a kind of a base. You could think of that as some people might put margarine or butter into a sandwich. They'll, they'll put in this, this quite rich pâté, but it's not that heavy. Uh, then you can choose from different fillings. So uh, the, the traditional ones are um, different cuts of meat that can go from... Pork is really popular for this, um, but you can also have beef and chicken. And in street stalls, you'll notice um, that all, all, you know, all internal organs will be used, gizzards and um, um, intestines, and you can have all of these that have been pre-cooked, they've been poached, they've been sliced, and they're ready to go. I've got to say, the cleanliness of street stalls in, in, uh, in Hanoi, and I don't mean only in, you know, sort of more touristed areas, uh, appears to be to be very clean and um me and my traveling companion mrs d um certainly didn't get any um you know sort of uh, tummy problems while we were away um, but we good. did yeah yeah but the um uh, so so the the banh mi or the baguette that's one french influence and another one that i that, we, that i can't uh, avoid mentioning is coffee because that that 77 years of colonization brought eating and drinking habits as i mentioned into the country and coffee was never grown in vietnam before the french landed there they actually started the plantations around the country which is uh you know a very important part of uh, the, the vietnamese habitual drinking pattern they they love a very very strong coffee if i remember rightly you're not really a big coffee drinker are you Nori? correct yes i'm not a big yeah. coffee drinker but vietnamese coffee is quite nice i quite i enjoy watching the drip coffee and they yeah. add some condensed milk uh sweet condensed mm. milk that's kind of nice it is it is if you it, it but it but it is super strong and the the classic yes. mix of beans which was uh which, you know, goes back 100 or so years ago, was to use robusta beans, and that's the really bitter, very, very strong stuff, but mixed with a bit of Arabica, which is the more lighter, fragrant, and more expensive beans. They'll mix those two together, so there's a kind of a nice blend. And uh, traditionally, the people there seem to prefer, and have always preferred, black uh, coffee, but um, but but yes, there is the condensed milk, and uh, and uh, and I I go for that because it's super strong, and uh, Mrs D goes for tons of it because uh, because it's, it's really just to take the edge off that off, off of that bitterness. But it, but we we've we brought back um, Vietnamese coffee here because it's nice to have something that's a bit a bit different to some of the other stuff that you get. And in recent years, uh, before COVID, when uh, when they were really getting lots of tourists from around the world there. I've got to say, by the way, that, that we saw so many tourists uh, around the few places in Vietnam that we went of different age groups. It was really nice to see people who looked like uh, they'd either taken a gap year before or after university, backpacking around, and there were people who looked like they were retired. In fact, we met some people who, who, who we talked to who were retired from different parts of the world. And it's, um, it's, it's a very 
uh, it's a very easygoing place, and people are uh, seem to be quite friendly. It's not, um, it, you know, you you are kind of met with people who who will try their best to to explain. Um, and with the, these days, also with getting a SIM card in any country, you can basically um, ask or check if you have any dietary requirements, what is in things. For example, if you think something might look as if it has meat in it and you can't eat a certain type of meat you can ask about that which was good for mrs d who doesn't eat beef and um and and that is very popular so the 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 french influence also um goes on to using butter in some cooking and the photo that you mentioned before which you put on facebook noreen is of a small seafood street that we stumbled upon in hanoi after going out of town for a day trip, and there was lots of chilled seafood at an at amazing, amazing. prices compared to Hong Kong. It just yeah, looks so very, very colourful, and yeah, yeah, exactly, great picture. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, thanks. But that was and that was a real lucky find, and it was a real super uh, uh, sort of uh, treat. And we had also. Um, how does it compare? How, how does it? How mm. does the seafood compare to the outlying island that um, one huh. might uh, visit? <laughs> <laughs> the, that one might be aware of. Well, the, okay. The so in in some other parts of Vietnam, we went um, and stayed a couple of nights at the end of the trip in a place that's well visited by tourists called Ha Long Bay, and that's two hundred or a bit more kilometres east of Hanoi. And there are there's a kind of UNESCO um, sort of world heritage uh, limestone island um, uh, archipelago if that's how you say it, or archipelago. Um, so there's lots of islands that uh, and, and lots of great seafood around there. That there they have what you would see on the outlying islands and in you know new, new territories, Sai Kung and other places in Hong Kong, live seafood displayed in tanks. Uh, you didn't see that in Hanoi. They'd got them in and they were super fresh, but they were chilled because they're that far away, 200 or more kilometers from the coast. But, but in Halong Bay and other parts of Vietnam, you do see live seafood. And how does it compare? Really interestingly, and very much for the taste that I now have, is that usually they are cooked with, um, with not too heavy a sauce. There's no mm. deep fried seafood or hardly any. And it's, you know, it's, it's very the Chinese influence. I talked about the French. But for 960 years, there was a Chin the Chinese um, emperors uh, ruled uh, Vietnam. So Vietnam was under Chinese rule for nearly um, a thousand years. And so when you go around to restaurants and certainly to temples where you see um, Chinese characters and Chinese deities that we would be familiar with here in Hong Kong and in other parts of China, um, there's um, there's an incredible influence there as well. And so, when I mentioned that the word for pork sounded a bit like, um, well, it's uh, you know it sounded char, which which reminded me of uh, um, char siu, it's barbecued pork. They just call it char, and it's um, you know there there are some influences there for sure. Um, so bakery products I wanted to go on to. We talked about baguettes, but there are also croissants are really popular. I don't mean just for visitors, but for the Vietnamese people. You see them in local bakeries. Actually, you, you, you do see them in Hong Kong as well, don't you, in, in traditional Chinese bakeries. So that's um, maybe just something that a local palate can, can develop. Um, 
I want to talk about dumplings and the Chinese influence. There are bao buns, so the steamed bao-style buns, not with char siu, but with other fillings, like, um, like, you, like you can also get in, in Hong Kong. Uh, minced pork, uh, minced chicken. There are also sticky rice sticky rice dumplings. Some of them look like the jong, the, the triangular shape oh, that, um, that we would have during the... rice dumplings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those, those, yeah in, in, in uh, pandana or lotus leaves. And they are the same, they're the same size and those are sold year round. Uh, the fillings are a bit different. Uh, they don't have exactly the same fillings as here, but all of that comes from the time where uh, Chinese habits, um, you know, developed over over that thousand years, uh, um, some time ago, um, and the uh, the other sort of smaller dumplings like dim sum. There's something that we saw which looks like um, a sumai. We tried, and it was actually it actually had instead of minced pork, it had minced fish. Uh, but, it, but the shape and the and the, and the skin, uh, the yellow uh, skin at the bottom, looks exactly the same as uh, as a sumai that we would see here. But the the uh, you know ingredients were different, and also something that looked like a hargao, the glutinous rice covering, turned out to have minced pork in it. So rather than uh, you know just a um, a shrimp or two mm. with seasoning, uh, very very popular in other parts of uh, Vietnam um, in inland rural areas is goat and uh, goat meat and we went to a place called a region called Nam Din which is about 100 kilometers south of Hanoi and uh, I tried a goat soup and goat stew there uh, the, the the soup didn't have much evidence of goat meat in it but uh, but stock was used in the soup um, so it's like a vegetable soup with um, goat used for stock um, and the goat stew, though, had thin slices that were surprisingly tender. And anyone that has tried goats, have you ever tried it, Noreen? I have, yes. I tried yeah. it in a curry before. Okay. Did, how, was, you, was that meat tender or chewy? Um, it was quite tender, I think. Cause it's been, oh, okay. Yeah, so, but um, it had a, a more sort of muttony taste to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, quite, quite a strong flavour. Yeah, yeah, almost. Uh, yes, yeah, it, it is quite strong, very muttony. Um, but but the, the thin slices in the uh, in the stew that I had for me were surprisingly tender because goat that I've had before in curry and also in stews in uh, nearby regions of Southeast Asia have been quite chewy. So um, so I was, I was, yeah, this was this was surprisingly tender for me. Um, and in other parts, also Nam Din, where the goat curry was, there were Vietnamese curries, and I tried one of those, a chicken curry. And uh, very, very different to the Thai curries, because Vietnam borders Thailand, yet there was no coconut milk in there at all, and it was just a very mild spiciness, very aromatic. They used um, star anise and uh, some other um, spices in there, but um, but yeah. That was, that, was, that was enjoyable too. Seafood is popular all over the country. As I said, Hanoi, you know, is more than 200 kilometres inland, but it travels all over the country to go into um, some dishes for, for um, prawns and clams and uh, smaller shellfish. Oysters are very popular as well, and they, they are uh, harvested, and we saw uh, in Harlong Bay that, that, that people would just have their own lines of oysters on floats 
that they would be sort of casually fishermen would this i mean it seemed i say casually i don't know the rules and regulations but it seemed that you'd have people in um uh, a very casual way just kind of collecting their oysters on lines that dangled from floats on the water it was all it was all very interesting and very different to what you see on menus in Hong Kong, I would say, some of those things that I've just mentioned. Rice flour rolls, much uh, probably the most in-demand thing on Vietnamese restaurant menus in Hong Kong, um, are much less common in parts of Vietnam that I saw on this trip and the other couple of times I've been to the country. And uh, also really interesting, if you've got a sweet tooth, glutinous rice flour desserts. Um, these were delicious because they were so freshly made. Uh, a lot of them had... Um, uh, mung bean uh, content sweetened and some with with or without filling are sold by street vendors who go around with baskets selling them on the street and are really popular Uh, also by by beer drinkers in a heaving street that is probably Hanoi's equivalent of Lang Kwai Fong called nicknamed Beer Street that's uh, um, where where people are out on outside table that's one of the pictures that I, oh, I've, I think I've actually posted that on my personal Facebook where it's absolutely heaving, lots of people calling you to come in and get a drink and they allow street snack sellers to walk through that crowd selling them things like rice flour desserts. That's, uh, and on this note, Anders, we're going to have yeah. to leave it at it's. Sure. I'm just so hungry right now. I think I know what I want for lunch. <laughs> I think Vietnamese food is 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 on the table on the menu. Um, well, meanwhile, thank you so much for your sharing, and I look forward to more chats with you next Tuesday. Thank you very sure. much, Andrew. <laughs> Take Thanks, care. Bye, Bye now. for now.